everybody. Hey everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Spoiler Alert by Fanservice Apparel. This is episode 16. Ooh, exciting. Talking about Hawkeye today. Yep, and exactly. And the latest episode that just came out. I know, episode 4. Now, I know that um, this means we're past the halfway point, I believe, because I believe this is only a six-episode show. I think so. But even if it's an eight-episode show... We're, 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 that's we're still the halfway point. We're definitely in the thick of it. We're in the thick of it. Right, right, exactly. Um, and this was a great episode. I feel like all of the Marvel shows that we've watched so far that have come out, like WandaVision, Loki, feel like we we get a really good fourth episode every time. Yeah, you were saying that yesterday, that by episode four it really Yeah, that's it really kind like of the, turns the, around. the part where you start to really get some more background, see a little more of the stakes. Yeah. There's a little bit of a twist happening, you know. You know, I saw somewhere that somebody said that in the fourth episode, at least in Hawkeye, um, it's where they're kind of moving a lot of the pieces on the board. Mm-hmm. You know, we already have a little bit of information on everybody, but all of a sudden we start changing dynamics and we start changing what we thought we knew of the, of the storyline, which is maybe why the fourth episode um, tends to be that good one is because mm-hmm. we have a little bit on everybody and we kind of think we know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Like when when um, when she was in the apartment and she's finding the watch, and I remember you even called it the moment she walked in. She's like, that's a woman's apartment. Remember? Yes, I did. And then you were like, oh, I know who I know whose apartment that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's holding the the notebook with like Clint's name and his family's name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To me, that well, that yeah, was... I was like looking at this, you know, the set dressing when she walked in, and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a female's apartment. There's like art on the walls. There's plants. You know, it's not. And I obviously I understand that. In the real world, that could be anyone's apartment. But in TV world, where they try to make things very gendered on purpose, it's that I'm like, this is what we're looking at here. Um, and it was like subtle because, you know, it's dark and they're really, the camera's shifting around and everything, so you're not really seeing it. But then when I saw all of the plants and I saw the artwork on the wall, I was like, oh yeah, wait, I totally know whose apartment this is and then the silent alarm because mm. they didn't know what it was when the lights started flashing but i i did i was like that's a silent alarm and i'm like oh well i think i've figured i think i've pieced like, it all together yeah because <laughs> at first sight when you said silence alarm i'm thinking oh like a bank alarm but then i thought no it's not not silent in the way that it's a secret alarm because the light is flashing it's yes. an alarm for somebody that can't hear yes and it's in the corners, which is where, like, if you were to set up a, an alarm system in your home, a lot of times they put little sensors in all the corners so that as soon as a door opens, it trips a sensor or a window opens and there's motion. Um, mm-hmm. it, it trips those sensors and that's where those lights were, were in the corners. So pointing right at the front door. Um, you know, it's interesting. I just realized she shoots like the... Those like goop purple. She does, yes. Goop arrows. I wonder if that is going to have some kind of meaning later on where when they start doing like a breakdown to see like 
Oh, actually, no. She ends up fighting Clint. Never mind. Never mind. I answered my question. I'm gonna. Th- I was gonna say like, oh, she's gonna know that those are Clint's arrows, but they end up having a whole fight. I'm... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I I started a theory and then I solved it myself. Um, it's okay. Anyways, um, yeah, but that like shifting of, you know, kind of what we thought was going on. We thought she was going after Ronan, and that she was kind of chasing this ghost, as Clint put it later in the episode. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she's written down Clint's family members and stuff mm-hmm. means that she might think that there's something there. Maybe he's hiding Ronan or something, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think... I mean, I don't know that she thinks it's him. No. But, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. But then, um, I mean, also we find out about Jack Duquesne being the head of this yeah. front company that launders money for Trustabro. See, That's... and if you listened to our last episode, and if you didn't, you really should. I, this is furthering my point that he is a bad guy, but I still don't think he's the bad guy. Yeah, and this furthers my point that the mom is the real bad guy. She? Okay, you right? know, so you started to convince me when we were chatting about it in our last episode, and then watching this episode with that in the back of my head, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, because there's that moment. She walks him to the elevator, she walks him out, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, my daughter, my daughter. So you're just going to forget about this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like... And then she makes mm-hmm. that phone call. Interesting. And then she makes That's some mysterious phone call. call. Mm-hmm. We don't know who. We don't know who yet. I don't know. It's interesting. But anyways. But uh, yes, so officially suspicious. Suspicious. Uh, a fish suspicious. I'm so sorry. That was terrible. A, a fish suspicious. Um, yep, just a, a suspicious. I, I regret fish. saying it. I'm so sorry. A suspicious fishes. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Just like eat turtles. <laughs> eat turtles. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was another previous episode, a few episodes back. Um, yep, E Turtles. Um, <laughs> no, so um, something this I've also been thinking about. Mm-hmm. So I love to ask people, any people, what mm-hmm. their favorite Avenger is. I think it says a lot about a person. And separate from like, what? Who's your favorite Avenger? You know. There can be a lot of reasons why. So, like, who's your favorite Avenger just because, like, you love their story, you love to watch them. Okay, who do you think is the most powerful Avenger? Because that answer could be different. Mm. And then another another question, who is the cutest Avenger? Mm-hmm. Who's the Avenger that you're like, mm-hmm, yep, I'd date them above all else. And so... Usually for that one, I mean, the popular answer is typically Thor. Mm. Most people, I think, say Thor or Cap. Mm-hmm. Um, someone I know and love <laughs> years ago said Hawkeye to me mm-hmm. as their cutest. And it makes sense for her that that would be her choice. But I was like, I don't see it. I don't get it. But as I'm watching this and I he's finally getting more character, he's finally getting to be more like... We're learning more about him, and he's his acting chops are amazing. I mean, I know he has done other stuff, but Jeremy Renner, I haven't seen him in anything else other than the Avenger movies. Yeah. Um, he's a really stellar actor. I, I'm, oh. I'm seeing this. Like, okay. 
and I'm like, okay, I guess I can get it now. I guess I can I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, but like really, I think that for me, Hawkeye was never here nor there mm-hmm. in watching all the movies. Um, obviously, I I just feel like he didn't get his his representation mm. as much as the other well he was a very minor character he was so it, it didn't make sense for him to get and a lot it was of... a part of his character to be kind of like lay low be like the humble guy compared to all the rest who were boasting about themselves mm-hmm. kind of he kind of was an observer that's all part of his character but what that ended up doing was we didn't really find a reason to connect with him this show is giving us that chance finally and watching it feels a lot like just watching a Marvel movie that is for him, I think. Yeah. But more. It's a show and it's exciting. And you could and... make the same argument about Loki, you know, that Loki was just somebody. Well, I think Loki had... I a... think Loki got more attention and well, yeah, had I a think... little more spice going well, he was on. Thor's brother. So, like, he just, I think just by his placement got more screen time. But I still think that in in, in the show Loki we got... A little bit more character exposition than we mm-hmm, would have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I don't think, I don't think we Falcon got... and the Winter Soldier. That's another good mm. one. Falcon. Um, I mean, he was nothing in in these movies. He was. I mean, he was. We we barely barely, barely any screen time. He was big in the uh, Civil War, I guess. You know, because but was he really? I mean, he was in Civil he War. He was in Civil War. He fought Spider Man. Yeah. Um, but we knew nothing about his character. He was in Ant-Man for a minute, number one. Yes, I remember that, yes. Because I'm sure they went down the roster and they're like, who's who's the cheapest Avenger we can get for this? <laughs> oh, sad. But you're so right. <laughs> um, and they're not going to get Robert Downey Jr. To, to be in one scene. Of another movie. No, no, of course not. But anyway, I'm glad that yeah. we got to see more of his character. Now he, he is someone I love. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, these shows are, you're like, oh, I don't know. Do I care about this character that I'm in this show? Like, do I, have I, we don't really know. But then you, you do. Uh, but I'd argue that these shows are, are really trying something new. They're not really kind of meant to follow the same playbook that the, that the rest of the Marvel right. movies had. I mm-hmm. know that's why I know with, I know with Loki but more so with WandaVision there was a lot of fans that of, of the you know that had been Marvel fans had a lot to say about those and did not like them mm-hmm. um, and felt that they were taking a direction that they didn't want to be part of um while I think that you know Marvel had to kind of um like a phoenix like reinvent itself and kind of start anew because they were they were you know they were playing the infinity war saga you know tune for so long Mm -hmm. that if they just tried to just push through and keep doing more of that at a certain point it would become a parody of itself you know you can't you're right you can't just stay on that for that long so well and the easy answer would have been to keep making content for the top three most popular characters because that seems like what you should do but even if they you know contractual reasons or stuff they didn't want to do it anymore and you had to move on just just it would have been easy to just have the same type of formula the Mm -hmm. same type of idea that you would see like in the first avenger movie or i mean any of them really um 
where they're big and they're you know they have a little bit of heart but they have action and mm-hmm. you just you know the regular marvel movie kind of formula um i think that was maybe it was on the way out and i mean i think you can kind of see that with eternals maybe trying to trying to continue that or, or get one last stab at it and it's just not working mm. because you're just kind of you're kind of fried by that yeah. you're, you're, still, you're that big grandiose like we just don't want that we really mm-hmm. we know these people not very well we've grown up with them mm-hmm. we're ready to do like the character you know deep dive on them to really start figuring out who these little you know it's kind of like um i feel like it's you know it's like we've watched a movie that we've loved over and over again to the point where you can't really watch the movie anymore so now are you not watching it with the same fresh eyes so maybe you now like watched it for the first time with like the director commentary and Mm. like you're finding stuff in the background of scenes that you didn't know Mm. or you know things that you thought were one way but really in the production of it it turned out to be a different way you're like getting a deeper understanding of what you thought was this kind of you know this this thing this finished thing and i think that that we're getting like this other view of the mcu where we're right and I, I mean, I like that. I think it's a great decision to take. And it, you know, it lets kind of like, um, I kind of, it's kind of like community where community was, was, it this all kind comes of back to community. community. <laughs> there was like this blank slate. And, you know, after the paintball episode, um, you kind of have this, this kind of, uh, which borrow, paintball episode? The first one, the first one. Okay. I'll, I will say you'll have this like nexus event, if you will, <laughs> uh, where, they started to really jump into a theme and and own it for one episode and because the you know i would say the baseline show or the the base thing mm-hmm. was so you know plain mm-hmm. you know the community college really there was nothing that they couldn't just stick on top and adopt for an episode yeah. so i like this you know this idea that it's like okay we're we're done with what we were doing with the cinematic universe and this big old thing we're going to like do these character studies and because we're going to dive yeah. into one in this little you know it's still canon but it's its own little thing it it can be its own thing it can be this one can be more thinky this one can be more actiony this one can be like this like trip through old tv because that's what yeah. works for that cuz you couldn't have done a wandavision in uh winter soldier you know that would have like messed up the pace you know sure. you really can't take the time to do that it has to stay within one kind of theme but if all we're doing is kind of zeroing in on one person we can really do whatever theme you know works for them or works for the story that we're trying to tell so that's what's really i yeah. think i like and exciting about um a lot of these things is that you know we are getting you know this is a i don't know this one is I guess maybe a little bit more straightforward, but it's still taking so much more time for character development than mm-hmm. um, than it would have. And I mean, also, I mean, consequently for you know cost because you know the dialogue scenes are cheaper probably than the big <laughs> actiony scenes ziplining sure. across rooftops and stuff. So maybe there's a little bit of that well, at play. Well, there's been an action scene in every episode. There has been, but I remember, I think it was. With I think it was with like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I mean I think when when the main when there's like big action when there's action I remember in Falcon and the Winter Soldier there was a very clear, uh you know it's like oh this is they're on trucks I remember driving down the highway and they're fighting and they're doing a whole scene and then there's like 
this one is a lot of like dialogue and buildings and you're mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> I can see I can see what episode was used to amortize the <laughs> the the budget they had. Oh, I get you for sure. Over the other episodes. Yeah. Um but the thing is it's like at this point even that that like I don't know, I don't want to say tired trope, but this kind of this 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 idea that you pick up on where you're like, oh, this is a TV show, so there had to be more talking or there there had there couldn't have been this or that. I kind of like it because in the Marvel movies that, you know, when they started to get these big budgets, every scene was a huge scene. Yeah. You know, so to have these like really tiny moments in the same canon, it almost feels like fan fiction, to be honest. Mm. It kind of feels like if somebody... And you mean that in a good way. <laughs> in, 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 the way that, in the way that if somebody loved the content so much, but they felt like they weren't getting what they wanted to see out of the movies and they would create their own content, which would be... Mm. I'm assuming from a fan's point, you know, if somebody, if a fan is writing fiction about the characters, they wouldn't be like, they fought, they jumped, and they shot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yes, they that's... would. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, they would. And well, <laughs> you could see I've never read fan fiction. I, yes, that is, that is clear. Um, okay, then I, let me go back. I would assume that some people would be writing... Um, things that had to do more with dialogue where it's like I wish that this character and this character had met and I wanted to see what their conversation would be like or I wish this character had to deal with this 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 event in life and how would they have dealt with it because that's I feel like it would like you know in think of Age of Ultron you know would they wouldn't have been like wow let's take time to talk about Wanda's grief no they right. wouldn't but a fan would probably be like I wonder what that would look like and it just that you know, if you were in that moment looking forward, it would have felt very fan fictiony. I think to say, let's have this like character study about what her grief would look like. Yeah, Nick has never read fan fiction. No, I've not. Um, I hate to break it to you, but fan fiction is not good. Oh no. Typically. Oh no. Yeah, it's usually just a reason to get two characters to boink. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, internet. Well, what it's it's really sweet that you that you had such high hopes for what fan fiction is. I, I really there. did. I really thought it was like, you know, as if like writers on a TV show or something like on their own time would write like a spec episode on the show that you know the network or something would never approve. But it's oh, like, that's really nice of you to think that that's what's happening. That's that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Oh. Okay, well, never mind. I think you need to read some fan fiction. I don't think I do. After <laughs> hearing what what goes on during fan fiction, I'm okay, thank you. I'm gonna hang on to my 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 incorrect belief that fan fiction is this, you know, beautiful what is. <laughs> That's if why concept. when you first said it, I'm like, and you mean that as a as a compliment because I could see the sincerity in your face. Where typically when you say this is like fan fiction, that is not a compliment. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What's is there a term for what fan fiction is supposed to be? I don't think so. Okay. I don't well, think so. Um. <laughs> Okay, well, never on that mind. Note. Never mind, I guess. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of Hawkeye, in a more tangible thing that I do know of, we have some Hawkeye merch on our store. That's true. Um, that is super cool. It is, and a lot of you guys are already 
grabbing onto it and, and picking up your yeah. Rogers the Musical shirt or your Trust a Bro shirt. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing a lot of people, looks like shopping for other people for Christmas gifts. That's a great idea if you've got a friend who's really into the show. Big so, time. So yes. check that out. And we're going to have some new stuff for the latest episode coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Right, Janae? That's right. Okay, so keep an eye out for that. You'll probably get an email. If you're not subscribed to our email, you go to our website, fanserviceapparel.com, and sign up for our email list because that's where we send out information on the newest merch drops. And and now that, you know, Hawkeye is on, we're going to be putting out some stuff around that. We also have a new Walt Disney World 50th anniversary uh, print that's going to be going up pretty soon that I'm super stoked about. So not talking about Hawkeye, but but zoom back on you know, more general <laughs> Disney. We had a couple 50th anniversary things uh, a couple months ago, and um, we just got another one um, in. So that'll be up soon. It's very and, retro, very oh, fun. God, it's so it's so cool and it's so retro. If you love vintage uh, Disney merch that looks like it was made in that like vintage time period, and more importantly, if you dislike current disney parks merch <laughs> and just how generic it has become this is like mm, this is for right, you right up your alley um yeah so janae yes you said it all thank you so much for listening everybody make sure to like and subscribe and follow and we'll see you next time bye now <laughs>